Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So let us start this first ever episode of AEW Collision Ups and Downs by me saying a few things. Number one, AEW deciding to have Elton John's Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting as the intro music for Collision. Maybe one of the greatest moves anybody has ever made. Two, Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness are very good commentators and I enjoyed them muchly. And three, that's CM Punk. He is mega over in Chicago. Also, hello, my friends. That's right, it's Sunday morning and we do have a new episode of Ups and Downs for AEW Collision. While I have said this a lot, I just want to make it clear here, as I do weird things with my hands, from next week, so when the next AEW Collision airs, Ups and Downs will go live on Monday. Go and watch the old videos if you want the reasons why. It gets a little bit boring for you and for me and for everybody else. But what I want to say to you is, please do watch it. Please don't ignore it. Otherwise, bad things will happen. And if you don't want to know what those bad things are, well, don't do it. Let's up those downs. But indeed, cult of personality did hit to kick off this episode of AEW Collision. Everybody in the arena went bonkers. I went bonkers. I mean, say what you want about the man, but he is damn intriguing. Oddly, Punk also had a red bag with him and he had some boots around his neck. So I was like, well, either one, this is going to tie into the promo or he's forgotten how to get changed. Turned out it was the former. From there, though, <laughs> well, good grief. I mean, the first thing he told us is that he's not a nice guy, which was a massive 180 from his debut when he reminded everybody... This is the pro wrestling business. And therefore, it is a business of grown-ups and not a popularity contest. And in fact, if it was a pop contest, he probably would have lost a long time ago. Unless the contest was held in Chicago, then he would have won. He then mentioned how many times he has sold out venues in his hometown before he said, and I tell you, a young CM Punk would never believe this. And I did it by riding the backs of passionate and smart fans like yourself. I'm a passionate smart fan. I made it. He also said he feels at home within the confines of pro wrestling when he also reminded us that he is CM Punk and he has never compromised, hence why he still has an integrity. This probably is a good thing because sometimes when you do compromise, you become man -tar. This is when he switched on a dime because he said while people this evening may love him, there are other people that may dislike him for the same reasons. Well, yes, everybody in the crowd started to chant flub the elite. Just to update you in case you are confused, they were not saying the word flub. I can't lie, I really hope they can work this out and they do some kind of angle, because can you think about the money? When CM started to say, well, you could love me and you could hate me and you can boo me and you can cheer me, but do you know what David Zasloff once said about me? I was like, no, CM Punk, I absolutely don't. And if I did, I'd likely be a stalker. As it turned out, it was that he had been called One Bill Phil 
in an industry full of counterfeit bucks. I'm sure you can work out who he was taking shots at. The internet melted down. And actually, the young bucks have responded to this on their Twitter. So who the hell knows what's going on? I have no idea. I just want everybody to be happy. I'm not even joking. He then did that thing when he said, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm sorry. Sorry that some of you fans are softer than the wrestlers you like. So I was just like, that's out of control. Well, I kind of just went, and made horse noises with my mouth. I mean, once again, if you wanted to get people chatting and having a big old discussion, this was the way to do it. You gotta hand it to him, see a punk knows how to cut a promo. The bag then came into play, and while we never saw it, the idea is simple. Essentially, you're meant to think the AEW World Champions is in there, because punk never lost this, nobody pinned him, nobody made him submit. So until it does happen, he basically thinks that he's still the World Champion. Actually, when you sit down and think about it, or you were a jury in a court of law, you might likely agree with it. So surely that's going to tie in, although at the moment I don't know how, when he also referenced his boots. He's like, oh man, some people want me to hang it up. Well, I will when somebody can fill these shoes. At the moment, that's nobody. That's such a good line. It also meant that Punk was very visual on this evening. And look, expectations are everything when it comes to pro wrestling. These are all of the things that CM Punk had to talk about. Like, imagine he went out there and didn't address the elephant in the room. Nelly would have been in the corner going, Matt, I can't believe it. How dare you forget about me? And naturally, it's going to go one of two ways. Either A, it's already caused a bit of a stink. Or B, we are being played by fiddles. But that's all right. Look how great it is to play the fiddle. You look kind of crazy. So it really was the best way to start AEW Collision, even though I don't know what happened backstage. I am happy to have CM Punk back because he just has something about him. I give it a round of applause and I take this finger of power and I give it an up. And if you're not planning to watch this, well, you should probably change your mind. Well, we continue this freight train because it was time for a big man slapping man meat match. It was Wardlow versus Luchasaurus for the TNT title. Now, everybody went crazy again because, yes, Wardlow lost this championship. But as we are on YouTube, let's break it into a list again. Because, one, everybody needs to calm down. This is the television belt, and therefore it should be changing hands on TV. It doesn't mean that you can't do it too much, but when you've got a brand new television show and you want to cause a fuss... Well, that seems like a good time to do it. Number two, Luchasaurus being the TNT champion makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Because if you do go back to the first ever AEW ups and downs, I like this character so much, we even have a special up dedicated to the dinosaur. Because only in wrestling can you have a prehistoric creature who doesn't come across as a joke and comes across like they could absolutely eat your ass. Not eat your ass. Kick your ass. I meant kick your ass. And number three is, yeah, sure, I do agree that maybe, just maybe, this wasn't great for Wardlow... But sometimes, kid, it's just not your night. Even though it was big men slapping man meat, Wardlow still started this off with a drop kick. <laughs> That's just hilarious. Because he's massive, I don't think he should be doing things like this. It's also even better because Luchasaurus feels like some kind of Mortal Kombat villain. As does Christian Cage. He's basically like Johnny Cage, which is a nice tie-in. Because he was just being an absolute moron throughout this. I mean, he couldn't stop casting distraction. Like Raiden. Eventually, Wardlow decided to chase him away as you would do. This is when Luchasaurus is like, Have you forgotten how old I am? I outdate you, you moron. And he smacked him one. Wardlow then came back with the electric chair and busted the spine of Luchasaurus with a spine buster. When Christian was just being an absolute dick once again. And this time he had a chair. He didn't allow Luchasaurus to hit a choke slam for a one-two. Oh my gosh, he kicked out. When Wardlow clearly has been hanging around with Aunt Anderson too long. Ah, 
because he started biting the dinosaur. And once again, I was like, low. What do you think? You can't bite a dinosaur. If he decides to bite back, he's definitely going to win. This is when Wardlow found all the power in his belly and he was able to hit one of his bombs of power. But when he was going to go for another one, Cage was back. And do you know what he did? He got a camera and he smacked it into Wardlow's face. This is like Austin Powers, which is a very, very old and niche reference. But I was like, who uses a camera? It turns out he does because then the dinosaur did feel all the rage of his ancestors. He smashed Wardlow in the back of the head with the lariat and he got the one, two, three. And again, I was divided. On the one hand, I was losing my mind. I was like, yes, Luchasaurus is TNT champion. On the other, I was like, but Wardlow did lose. But here's what's probably going to happen. Within two weeks, I bet Wardlow brings it back. And we just did this because it was the first AEW collision. It made me pop. It made me make noises. And isn't that the point of wrestling? I mean, my neighbours disagree. But screw them. It's not true. Really nice people. They made me rhubarb crumble the other day. That's actually true. <laughs> Giving it an up. For the match, not the rhubarb crumble. Then a quick interview with Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Martial, and I was really pleased about this, because these two guys, especially William, should be put front and centre of AEW Collision. QT also promised that William was going to win the Owen Hart Cup, and he should absolutely be a contender, when Hobbs is all like, oh man, as I am here, I'm going to write a new chapter of my book. Now, I think he should call it Lovely Flowers and Wonderful Grass, because then, when he does go out there and he just annihilates someone, you'll be reading it going, I tell you, the chapter name didn't tie into the content at all. This is the time, my friends, however. We need to push Hobbs, capital P, capital H. When Andrade also returned to AEW, it's been a long-ass time. He was facing Buddy Matthews, and I'm pretty sure behind the scenes, these two are really good friends. So they got into that ring, and one was like, well, you can have me. And the other one was like, well, I can have you too. They just put on an absolute banger. This kicked ass. Andrade also did a cartwheel moonsault off the apron before he went and yelled at Julia Hart, who was too close to his belongings, because she was playing around with his mask, when Matthews grabbed him and threw him into Rita the ring post. I was a bit like, listen, man, you should have seen it coming. Andrade felt like he had to one-up this, though. So he hurled the bud into flipping Barry Barricade. How awful is this too? His name is Buddy, or pal, or friend, or loved one, and that's how Barry Barricade should be treated. You should treat him like your partner. You should protect him, because without him, if you have no Barry Barricade, do you know what's gonna happen? Thousands of fans would rush the ring. And do you want that if you're a wrestler? No, you don't. Point is, justice for Barry, bring it down. 66 assaults. And we've only been doing this about a month. Matthews did do this later, so I'm just going to ignore it because it's bad for my health when he hit the meteora. And all of a sudden it was like, oh no, buddy, Matthews has hurt his leg again. Is he going to be able to continue? And Dry was like, I don't care. Come over here. He gave him a dragon screw and he started to beat him up and he was focused on the joint. The thing is, Andrade had also hurt his arm, so there were your stories. And after he had hit his double jump moonsault thing, Buddy Matthews came back with the most insane DDT you've ever seen. I mean, he basically did it in the ropes. His leg was still bothering him, but he still was able to bust out some kicks that were super. But when he went for a bomb of power, he basically fell on the floor. So this means his body was failing, which is what my parents say to me a lot, just without the word body in it. It then got so good because he did a whole wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the fans. Because Matthews applied that reverse cloverleaf thing, which, yes, is the finishing move of his girlfriend in WWE, Rhea Ripley. And I think Andrade saw this and was like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. Also, you've got a bad leg. He applied the figure four before he turned it into the figure eight. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because he's in a relationship with Charlotte. And this time... Buddy Matthews had to tap out. So these two were just absolutely great wrestlers. This was a terrific match that you should also go and see. 
and giving it a nap. I think we're going to continue this too because afterwards Andrade was like, please shake my hand. When all of a sudden the lights went out, the crowd went crazy, and when they came back on, the House of Black were there. They destroyed Mr. El Tranquilo, so now he's going to have to go and find two friends, and we can do the big six-man. I have no problem with it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We then confirmed that Scorpio Sky will also be returning because we got a nice video for him. My big question is, where the hell has he been and where the hell did he go? Like one day he was the TNT champion and then we just never saw him again. Maybe he got kidnapped by ghosts. My bingo card then got totally ruined because Tony Nice came out. And I talked to the person that was next to me, which was no one because I watched this by myself. And I was like, did you think big old Tone was going to be here? Me neither. It did all click though because after he had called the fans fat slobs and tried to do some exercise, Miro's music hit, he returned to AEW and I was just having the greatest time of my life. If you have never watched Ups and Downs before, I'll just tell you now, I loved this guy when he was Rusev. I love him now. I just think he's absolutely tremendous because he can be serious, he can be funny and when he does start to kick your ass, like, oh my gosh, I actually think he's kicking his ass. I mean, this was basically a squash match though Nice did get a few things in there but eventually Miro hit the match could kick, he applied the game over camel clutch, and Tony had no answer to this, he tapped out. Now I would have done the dance of joy if Miro was allowed to cut a promo, but I guess you can do that next week and you don't want to shoot your load too soon. Shouldn't have said it, this is meant to be a family show, but I tell you, Miro is going to have to go out there and say, Simon Miller, you bald goober, to ever get a down from me. Even then, I'd still give him it up because I'd be like, oh my god, he said my name. <laughs> Such a fanboy, so happy he's back. Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale were then forming a team. And I tell you, 
We have something here, because they just radiate positivity and joy. Made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. They're also facing the outcast too, whoo, of Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. And given that we did have story stuff here, I actually thought this felt like a pretty big deal. I also laughed because Tony and Ruby went straight after Sky Blue's mum again. It's a bit like maybe the family should stop coming to shows. But this time, Mrs. Blue was having none of it. She just slapped them right around the face. And honestly, Ruby Soho's facial expression here was absolutely fantastic. Nightingale also felt like she should go and punch the shib out of Ruby too before she threw her into Barry Barricade. What? This was like your partner telling you that they love you before ripping your eyes out. How are you meant to know where you stand when somebody is playing your emotions like this? It's like hanging out with Roman Reigns. I just do not understand why wrestlers hate me and Barry Barricade so much. So bring it down. You know the deal. It rolls up to 67. Thorn kind of found herself alone throughout all of this as she did start to beat up Willow when she tagged in Ruby Soho. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, isn't Sky Blue from Chicago, at least the local area, and she is? So do you know what happened? <laughs> she got that hot tag. She smashed Storm with a big old knee and got a cross body off the top before Ruby Soho broke that pin up when the tag klaxon went off, huh, and we had a big old brawl. Tony used that to lock in the Cloverleaf, but unlike Dynamite, Sky was able to get to the ropes when she tagged in Willow. And she basically had a hot tag too, it's hot tag crazy. Ruby still hit destination unknown, but by that point, Sky Blue had taken a Phoenix down and she was back to her feet. So she was back in there. But this was totally unsuccessful because she found herself in the corner. She got smacked with the hip attack. I was like, Blue, that didn't work out at all. It was then spray paint time, but thank goodness our good guys were painted as smart guys. Because Willow just got in there, knew that they were going to do this, took the spray paint, made sure it hit Ruby Soho instead before she got the can, just lobbed it into the crowd when she absolutely murked Storm. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to do it. It then turned out that very handily, Ruby Soho was in the code blue position, which means that Sky wasn't going to do the Skyfall move on this show, so somewhere James Bond was crying. But she did hit that. And that's right, she got the one, two, three. Everybody was pleased as punts, especially me, because what a damn week Sky Blue has had. I mean, it's like watching her develop in real time. She is coming of age. So that sounded totally weird, but again, this Willow Nightingale Sky Blue tag team definitely have something to them. They're just so enjoyable to watch, and the outcasts are great too. Up. We then cut to the big screen when Ricky Starks were cutting a promo, and he too was like, oh, hi, I would like to win the Owen Hart Cup. That's my final right there. Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Book it. We then did the same with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this man so much. What a renaissance he's had. Because he challenged Mark Briscoe to a concession stand match. And at first I was like, what does that mean? You just have a fight and then you eat some popcorn. Actually, I'd probably watch it. Of course, it's been 46 years since we had the first one of these. So Jarrett wants to do it again. And he wants to do it alone because he wants to kick Briscoe's ass. And given that so far this feud has given me nothing but absolute wonderful feelings, I'm totally cool with it. And it's happening next week on Dynamite. Which is when the acclaim came to the ring. You love to see it. Max Caster during his rap also took shots at Donald Trump and also said, oh my gosh, it's Father's Day tomorrow. So happy Father's Day to daddy ass. When Billy Gunn got in the ring and he was like, look, I've got a brand new scissor outfit on, having a great time. I know I've lost a lot of matches recently, but don't worry, the acclaimed are still hunting for those trio's titles. <laughs> are you? Really? Because <laughs> last time I'm pretty sure you lost. Anthony Bowens then updated us to what AEW means, because it used to mean acclaimed every Wednesday, but now it also means acclaimed every weekend, when they just did a big old scissor in the middle of the ring. And I was waiting for somebody to come out and like interrupt them, because they were doing a promo in wrestling. 
and it didn't happen. Now, I am super glad we put them on this show because everybody does love Acclaimed. When they are on the television sets, ratings go upwards. But I do think we need to put them in a program soon because for the last few weeks, it kind of feels like they don't have a direction. Mostly, I assume, because Tony Khan doesn't know what direction they should go in. But it wasn't bad by any sense of the imagination. And again, I just enjoy seeing them on my television. It's not like I watched this one, absolutely rubbish. No, my heart was thumping because I'm a very, very strange individual. So I'm giving it an up. But they just need to be in something with a little bit more depth because they're that damn good and they're that damn over. Kevin Kelly then told us also on Dynamite, we are getting AR Fox, Darius Martin and Action Andre taking on Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara but also Suzuki. So we're going back to that. Man, do I like the Forbidden Door. It also probably means that we'll get the tag team match against Darby, Allen and Sting at an all-in or something similar, when we also learn that there's going to be a tag team title tournament to determine the brand new number one contenders. I'm just going to throw this out there. The Young Bucks should win it. Done. Which meant it was main event time. Flub me sideways. For it was Bullet Club Gold and Samoa Joe taking on FTR and CM Punk. And again, as soon as Punk went out there, everybody went crazy. And they were just so damn hot for this entire match. And I'm just going to tell you bluntly, it was flipping good. Jay White and Dax Harwood started. They were just chopping the shit out of each other. When this got too much for Jay, he tagged in Juice Robinson, who basically suffered the same fate. I mean, your favorite breakfast drink basically got slammed over and over again, but this did mean there was an opportunity to tag in Punk. He did it, and once again, oh my gosh, CM Punk. Now, he did help a little bit, because we got some double teaming here, which was nice to see, when we just gave the people what they wanted, because Samoa Joe tagged in, and I'm sorry, we're going to have to do this feud again. Everybody went totally mad. So did I. And all they did at first was stare at each other and then start jaw jacking. And it just got better and better and better and better. This continued too because Samoa was then just chopping CM Punk when Punk was like, all right, I'm going to try and out-wrestle you, which he did. And even though they basically did nothing, I kind of felt like I was watching the greatest thing ever because, again, there was atmosphere. The bad guys then used the commercial to take control, which often happens when Dax Harwood got back into it by hitting a German suplex, Alphilazane, which also allowed Dax to wreck Robinson with his catch slam. But Juice didn't much like that, so do you know what he did? He hurled him into Barry Barricade. So I give in. That's 68 times over just four weeks. And why is nobody thinking about Barry Barricade's wife? That's right. What about Rhonda the Guardrail? Nobody thinks about Rhonda the Guardrail. She's at home watching this, crying her eyes out every single night. So justice for her too. Punk then broke up another two count as Jay White and Cash Wheeler got into it. And honestly, we need to sing the praises of Cash Wheeler more because he's also excellent when Punk got the hot tag and once again the sheer noise. He also took out Bullet Cub Gold with the Bulldog Clothesline combo. And you have to say, even though he has been out for 10 months, he still looked damn good when Jay was like, no, nah, I don't like this. And he raked his eyes. Mr. White is the best. He also then absolutely nailed Punk with a Uranagi before he decided I'm going to hit you with a Blade Runner when Punk was like, no, you're not, and just slammed him with the Lariat. Then he tagged back in FTR and they were doing all this triple team stuff again when Punk got back in and he hit the big elbow for a 1-2 R kick out. I'm telling you, it's like a roller coaster, ups and downs and good old times. We're also going to have to do CM Punk versus Jay White at some point too because they had great chemistry. But before that, yeah, please just do Punk versus Joe because when those two got back in there again, it was just an absolute joy. The tag klaxon then went off and everybody was hitting everybody else when Punk was like, ha ha, Samoa, and he went for the GTS. But Joe has been in this situation too many times, so he locked in the Kakana clutch. And given that Bullet Club Gold were holding FDR back, we actually teased that CM Punk was going to tap out because I'm a loser. 
Well, it got me just a little bit. Instead, he did get out of it when Juice Robinson tagged in. He got slammed with the Shat Machine when CM Punk did hit the GTS to get the 1-2-3, which brought us to the end of AEW Collision. And I crossed my arms and I looked into the distance and I thought to myself, yep, that was a pretty damn good show. It also meant the last thing we saw was CMFTR celebrating and maybe we could have done a big angle here, but we did achieve a lot. Also, there's so much time in the future to do that. I already made one sexual reference earlier, which I'm not going to make again, but it's getting it up. As is the show overall, because this is the way that you get out of the gates. I just want to tell you now, I don't care what it does in the ratings. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm just glad that AEW put on a show that felt like it was as big time as Dynamite. Because if they keep doing that, we're going to have Raw and Smackdown. We're going to have this and Collision. Oh, I tell you, it is going to be faboo to be a wrestling fan. I already gave it an up. Let's just move on. And you can do that by clicking the video on the screen, which will be ups and downs for SmackDown, so you can hear what I think about the Usos finally turning on Roman Reigns. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Go to whatculture.com, where, yes, we'll keep you up to date with all of the fallout from AEW Collision. And if you want to come call me an idiot, it's Simon316 on social media, and what culture's at WWE. My name is Simon Miller. Thank you very much for joining me on a Sunday morning. And just to remind you one last time, I'm never going to say it again because it's dull, from now on, Mondays are ups and downs from Collision. Please do support it. It's nice when people support it. It makes me feel supported. That's a terrible way to end the video. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.